0: Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to tell you about another great ESPN podcast. The Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny will get you ready for the NFL Draft as Mina is joined by her friends each episode to talk about the latest NFL storylines. That's the Mina Kime Show featuring her dog, Lenny. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also, NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, offers exclusive content Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders, including Kendrick Perkins, Tanae Gumake, Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, Woj, Ramona Shelburne, and many of our NBA reporters from around the league. Get caught up with the latest from around the NBA on NBA Today on ESPN and the ESPN app. One app, one tap. And also available as a podcast. Listen to NBA Today wherever you get your podcast. ladies and gentlemen welcome to the right time my name is Bomani Jones thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast rate us review us give us five stars you only give us four stars I'm inclined to believe you are a hater it is that time of week where we have a guest join us and coming to us live from Detroit City Yahoo Sports on Vinny Goodwill what's going on
1: I'm finally okay with you calling me like, you know, Vinny, I'm, I'm glad you didn't go to Vince route this morning.
0: Dude, I rarely go to Vince route because I don't know Vince. <laughs> like, I, 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 I ain't never met that dude. Vince, Vince only come up with all of a sudden somebody coming around that might have some money for you. You know what I'm saying?
1: I won't tell you who the player was, but it's a player I know really, really well. And I did an interview with him yesterday. And as we close out the interview, he said, Hey, thank you, Vince. I was like, Who's Vince? And he just bust out laughing. He was like, Man, I don't know where that came from. So yeah, yeah. I, Vince only pops up when it's time to do business.
0: Yeah, he think you trying to be fancy for the folk. He don't want to embarrass you in front of the white people. You know what I'm saying? He think the white people know Vince. So he trying to come through for you, you know, in that way.
1: Yeah, but when he first came onto the Zoom he see he says, Vinny, I'm like, Yeah, that's a little it's a little different. It's a little different. Y'all, y'all, y'all do things differently here. But hey, um what we got on tap this week for Game Theory, man?
0: Oh, man. What we got, uh, we're going to talk about some NFL coaching stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think we got the homie Carlos Miller going to be the guest from the 85 South crew. Yeah. So we're going to do that. You know, we're going to hit the streets, talk to the folks. You know what I'm saying? I love your street segments. The street segments are dope. Y'all, I wish y'all hated them, boy, because the problem is we have to shoot those at night and so man that time change hit man listen y'all out here got me working an overnight shift just because y'all love me talking to these people you know what i'm saying <laughs> i was and you hoping go to sleep, y'all bro, would bro, find man. this yeah i wanted y'all to find this whack like i wanted <laughs> us to do it and people be like nah this thing don't really go no nah, man it's dope as hell you know what i'm saying it'd be, it be shot all beautifully with all these contrasts and we running up on the people and stuff and i'm like damn you got to
1: get the people what they want man Look, you're going to have to just stay up an extra hour or two later, man. What time do you film that stuff? Because it does look pretty dark and pretty late.
0: By the way, thanks for watching on YouTube. We're going to talk about the NBA with y'all in a second. But, no, we get out there. I think the last time we was out there, we started shooting about 745, get done about 1045, give or take. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we be shooting downtown, which is cool, except I live uptown, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) Yeah, man, I've had to learn a whole lot of things about getting all that right. So thank y'all so much for liking that so much, you know? Yeah, 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 way to go. Like, like y'all liking that is when people are like, yo, why can't we do the podcast five days a week? Because I ain't a machine. That's why. <laughs> y'all trying to have the John Henry episode at this bad boy. Hey,
1: speaking of downtown, I ain't been in New York in a minute. But as soon as I saw some of those awnings and constructions like oh yeah i know exactly where bomani is or at least i know what borough he's at and i bet it is windy and cold around them buildings
0: dog that's the other thing too we have done i want to say two practice shoots and now we've done four actual shoots for that the weather has been terrible for every single one last week actually the weather was not terrible it was just a little bit of rain like that was the first time that like i'd be faking it for y'all they'd be getting this on camera They're like oh but mine is like he's in a good mood man i'd be miserable i'd be ready to go and i looked at the weather for this week it's gonna rain all day when we supposed to be out there shoot sorry for bringing up such a yeah yeah mess. yeah yeah little did you know but anyway game theory 11 30 Sundays on HBO and look one thing y'all know about me I ain't gonna lie to you even about my own stuff man we got something cracking here like I I highly recommend y'all check this out if you're in New York and you want to be in the studio audience get at a quick little google right fast you can go out there we done had people in there it gets cracking we got like comedians in there we get you in and out of there fast you know like we having a good time um unlike LeBron James he not having a good time
1: He's having time of his life, Bo. Time of his life.
0: Oh, I forgot he did say he was having the time of his life. Like, speaking of John Henry, is he about to like John Henry his way out the league? (laughs) No, and I ask that seriously because as wildly impressive as it is, right, these numbers that he's putting up, the minutes that he's logged in the last few years, especially given that he's in year 19. Guess what? He's in year 19, Mm -hmm. right? He not playing right now. I was reading... It was on The Athletic. I can't remember if it was Jovan Buar or um, Bill Orm who wrote this, but they made the point. But it's like, look, you can only reasonably expect 65 games a year out of LeBron right now. You know, which, by the way, your other dude, even in best-case scenario, you can only reasonably expect 65 games from.
1: Wait, I I think that number's a little high. That's what I was about to say. It's 65 too high for Anthony Davis. I I think 55 is the max for uh, for AD. And here's the other, like, nasty little secret. If you want to go to LeBron route, that's cool. We go to LeBron route. This is the most like Bradley Bill ish year that he's had.
0: Just putting up buckets.
1: Yeah, just just, no, just nothing but buckets. I think his teams were twenty five and thirty one when he played. I don't think he's had such a discrepancy like that. Maybe since his rookie year, because at least in his second year, even though they didn't make the playoffs, they still had a winning record. They just couldn't get in. This time, they're not a winning team when he's on the floor, and Yo, you can't they just have... point to Russ on that. That's a no.
0: Everybody gotta no. wear this. No, let me tell you, I was just looking that up. It don't matter who's out there. They're not a winning team. Like, they have a negative net rating with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the floor and Russell Westbrook not on the floor. They have a losing record, I want to say, if it's Anthony Davis and LeBron James and no Russell Westbrook, they have a losing record. I think they have a losing record with all three of them. Obviously, they have a losing record if it's just any of the one of them, though I don't think there's ever been a just Anthony Davis game because LOL, come on, but Every way it's gone. And see, with LeBron, and looking at people out here thinking I'm hating on LeBron, it's not so much about hating at this point as it is. What I think is interesting to watch is, as you said, it it's like a Bradley Beal sort of situation. What we always have expected with LeBron is everybody else is going to be better merely by being in his presence. And I would have reasonably expected that LeBron James plus 11 dudes was at least a 500 record right their roster is ill-fitting but I wouldn't say it's like full-on terrible like the athletic made the point that after his top three players they they, know after his top two players is the worst roster in the league I guess I don't know right like I don't know I'm not prepared to go that far but I still would think that LeBron plus anybody else we'd all kind of grown up thinking that right LeBron Mm -hmm. plus anybody else will get you there and you'll see dudes perform in ways that you hadn't seen them perform before because you know like he said about Russell I always figure it out. It didn't happen, but part of it is maestro LeBron isn't really present like he'd been before. This is get bucket LeBron, which we've never really seen before.
1: Bo, that was the point I was going to make. Usually we see LeBron in this mode where we we say it's always figured out. Yeah, kind of true. He took, you know, the junk from Sanford and Son's garage to the NBA Finals in 2018, right? And not to say that he's declined so much because people hear decline and they think you hating. They think we saying that he's trash. No, no, it's not that. But LeBron taking the mode of, I'm going to score as the best method for us to win. That really wasn't the best method for you guys to win. And not to say you turn this thing over to Russell Westbrook and leave him to his own devices. That's not the best route. But normally you would think that he would have played a little more free throw line down, a little more drive and kick, get the Malik monks and all those type of guys. Like, Like normally he would make Austin Reeves a star. Austin Reeves would become the new age Booby Gibson or something along those lines. And he felt like, whether he's on personal reasons or he felt like this was the best way for the Lakers to win, that for me to score 30 to 35 a game is the best way. And I don't know if the calculus on that was correct. Because when you looked at it, yeah, he hit those 55-point games that looked really, really good. But on the average night, when you're getting your asses waxed, Other people aren't involved and other people aren't engaged. And clearly they didn't feel engaged when you were scoring 50 a night.
0: Does he think that's the best way to win? Or is he trying to be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history? I mean, you said it. No, I mean, I don't see how anybody can't ask that question at this point. Like, the dude goes gunner in year 19. We've never seen him go to that place. Is he going to be like, was it Don Nelson and George Carl, right? These dudes that just wanted that red back record? so bad if that's what he's doing and I don't know but I do think it looks like it right Mm -hmm. but let's say that is what he's doing if you want to have that so that you can say it that's cool don't nobody care though I don't know if he recognizes that like if these are all big ifs right if it's about the Jordan case right the I'm trying to stack a resume that goes next to Jordan this ain't gonna do it and I know that because it didn't work for Kareem who, by the way, probably has a better argument for being the greatest player of all time than even LeBron James has, right? It didn't work for him. Nobody actually cares who the all-time leading scorer in NBA history is. They don't. If you care, that's cool. We'll do it up big when you break the record because it's not like it's an insignificant record, but this isn't like becoming the home run king in Mm -hmm. baseball. It ain't that. No, like, having the most touchdowns in football. There's the baseball home run record. And then it's a bunch of records that's just out here. That's it. I feel
1: like this is an argument that he's going to try to make five years from now when he's done playing, right? When you add up all the accolades. I want a scoring title in year 19, which he actually might not win because Embiid scored 45 last night. You know, but I think... For him, he's trying to check off all the boxes, all the imaginary boxes in this argument. But remember on that whole thing that he did in 2016 or 2017, he said, well, when I took down the Warriors in 2016, I felt like that made me the best player of all time. If that's the case and you've won a championship since then, you took another bad team to the finals Then since then, why does this matter to you? Maybe you don't truly believe that you factor into the argument and you're just saying it. And I've long said that LeBron is number three behind Mike and Kareem. And slowly behind that, or am I too far behind that, might be your boy Irv. Irv's got a greater case than most people give him credit for, man.
0: Well, hold on. Hold on. That's an interesting one, right? And I ask this question sincerely. Why are we so sure that LeBron James is a better NBA player than Magic, I went to the finals nine times in 12 years, Johnson?
1: Or Larry Bird.
0: Yeah. Because the thing I will say that LeBron has over Bird and Magic. While both of them, I think, were better, Bird and Magic were def- better defensive players than we gave them credit for being. Like Larry Bird made second team all defense a couple of times. Both of them were good at playing the lanes, like all of that stuff. But we'd agree neither of them were lockdown defenders. Right. In fairness to Magic, it wasn't possible. This dude out here 6'9", trying to run around with whatever guard you decide that Magic is supposed to guard. Okay, like, that's the argument there. There was a point where LeBron James was the best defensive player in the league. Yes. It's there. But this Magic Johnson thing, guys, I don't I don't think the youngsters, because everything is so Jordan dominant, I don't think you guys understand that this Magic Johnson thing was something bananas, just insane. Because I think somehow people now think that Magic wasn't a great athlete. mm like, like basically like he was just a 6'9 point guard that was just backing people down. Right. Magic was 6'9 running the break. And if you think that Magic would not yam on you, their clips, their clips, guys. What's that? In the championship game in 79 where he brought that down on that dude? No, 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 guys. It's there. That, that dude. And, and by the way, had two seasons of approximate triple doubles at like 23 and 24 while being the secondary option. Yes, I think it was like
1: 18, 9, and 9.
0: But it's like nine and a half, nine and a half. Yeah, yeah,
1: like 9, yeah, it was something ridiculous.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold up. Nine and a half while not playing point guard.
1: Not playing point guard. You're playing next to Norm Nixon. And Kareem is the undisputed number one option, but you still win finals MVP in 82. You know what I mean? Like, people don't get it. When y'all asked Irv to score, when they said, Cap, it's time for the slowdown to start. Magic went out there and averaged 24 a night with 12 and a half assists and eight rebounds, which means he was leading the break and finishing it and telling everybody, I will still take care of you guys. Like, (laughs) the greatest two Magic greatest feats that I think go largely underrated, Bo, carrying that dog team in 91 to the finals past the Portland team that was actually the league's best. Right, yes. they were combustible, but that was league's best team. You had Eldon Campbell, Tony Smith, the rest of James Worthy, the rest of Byron Scott. Like those dudes were past their prime at that point. That was no yes. longer Showtime Lakers. And your center was Vlade Divac in year two. Can you imagine what type of mental carrying he had to do just to get that team to
0: June Penny? They were the number one seed in 1990 with the team. That was the first year after Kareem had retired with a team that wasn't honestly that much better. They went to the finals in 89, and yeah, they got swept, but that was off the grind of three straight champions, you know, three straight runs to the championship, all of that stuff. No, I, I don't know how Magic has remained so famous, yet somehow I just don't think. Like, we just threw LeBron over a lot of people without, like, asking questions. Once the league became perimeter-oriented, it changed the way we had the discussion. Like, Bob Ryan always makes the point that it's centers and Mm non-centers. That's how we got to talk about this, because the impact of the center prior to, say, the year 2005, really, the, the impact of a great center was still so much. That you just, you had to have that. You couldn't ignore it. And what you could do with what the game was was so different. But now as a result, we ignore centers almost in the larger discussion completely. Like, you know who else we haven't talked about in this? Who ought to come out his grave right now and slap us all silly? Wilton Norman Chamberlain. Like, you can get all that, oh, Will didn't win. Will didn't win. Will didn't win. Yeah, dog, but we'll sure did Wilt. He did a lot of wilting, guys. I don't mean wilting a negative way. I mean being wilt. We just not going to get out here and act like score 50 points a game. I mean, I don't care if you play it every minute or not. That's 50 points a game. I
1: don't get how we've largely. Put it like this. If you want to say that Russ gets valued a certain way because of who he played with, with the Celtics and, you know, all those Hall of Famers, I would say he made them Hall of Famers. With wilt, hey, man, look. He played every minute of every game that he essentially did not foul out in,
0: right? But remember, he never fouled out.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. The man didn't foul out. The man played 50 minutes a game, which meant he played every minute, plus those overtime games, plus the terrible shit travel that we never talk about when factoring in how much advantages today's players have over players of yesteryear and say man can you imagine them playing against them plumbers yeah, yeah all right you go sit on the bus of a greyhound the night before a game and see how much you're gonna be stretching out
0: at wilt size
1: please please like we need to recalibrate this You know, I know we weren't trying to turn this into a 75 discussion because you heard that already. But yeah, man, it's a lot more discussions that we need to be having besides just one and two. We need to figure out who number two actually is. I think number one, we're pretty clear on. But number two through five, it's time to have a discussion.
0: Seriously. Like what exactly to do with Bill Russell's tricky? The thing that people don't get about Bill Russell is they had Bob Cousy for how many years and never won a damn thing and then Bill Russell showed up and all immediately (laughs) they were champions?
1: The one thing that I will say, that if LeBron wants to have an argument over any of those other guys, over Magic and Burr specifically, is Magic came into a league with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on his team, right? Now, maybe yeah. Cap was maybe slightly disengaged or whatever it was. He wasn't fully. Well, he was past pride. Right. The best of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Clearly before 1980, even though he was still an MVP. And Bird came in, you know, being drafted in 78. And then still playing that last year at Indiana State and everything else. So he came into a fully-ish formed Celtics team. Now, granted, he turned around from, I think, from 29 to 61. Yeah, 61. (laughs) In year one. You know what I mean? I think only David Robinson had a better you know, rookie year, you know, sort of turnaround. So they came into maybe better fully formed teams where LeBron had to literally build up a franchise. And I will give some guys a little bit more truck when you build up a franchise that being like the the Jordans, the Zekes, you know, the LeBrons of the world. But at the same time, y'all, Y'all not just going to act like Magic didn't just come on the floor in 96 after taking all them years off, looking plump as all hell, and giving people 16, 7, and 8 a night while not being in shape on
0: that dog Lakers team. Dog, just playing dad ball. (laughs) Give me the ball, either the high post or the low post, and y'all go do something, and y'all can't guard me. I'm going to find you. Dudes I ain't been playing with, right? I just been watching these dudes on TV. Here. Yeah. That we were do in the, doing in the last day. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 that. <laughs> Dog, that's the other thing the old game had that just because of like the nature of playing zone and stuff like that, it's ball handling don't mean what it used to. Not just dribbling ball handling, but like that Connie Hawkins stuff, or that like holding up, like that Jordan palming the ball holding in front of you and all that because you're not getting iso'd in that same way and just do the same thing. That's when the dudes was m- at, at, just at the mercy of whoever had the ball. Jordan got his back to you at 17 feet in that in that mid post, holding the ball up with one hand, turning to the side, and you just like, somebody please come double this, man. Help,
1: help, help. This is like that internet thing where the dude is on the subway holding up the wall. help. 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 That's what I'm doing. (laughs) If I'm 6'3 Joe Dumars and Mike at 6'6 with all athleticism in the world is facing me, he quicker than me. I'm probably just as strong as him base-wise, but he's quicker than me. He's more athletic than me. He's taller than me. Man, somebody else do this. Y'all come do this.
0: Yo, and the thing with Magic that I think gets lost— Magic could have been an all-star at at least four positions. Yep. If the game was Magic, you're going to play small forward. Magic would have been a small forward. If you're like Magic, you're going to be the two guard. Magic would have been the two guard. Power forward, oh man, he would have been the greatest power forward of all time. Especially like coming in the league at that time, he would have been the greatest power forward of all time.
1: I got you another one. If he plays today's game, take everything you know out of it. But if he plays today's game, he's that dude in Denver. Yeah. You put him in all the different spots on the floor. He's your primary ball handler. You do everything around it. Magic, late career Magic became a much better standstill three-point shooter. And if and you're playing him against five, throw that shooter. easily works.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. Because, dude, Jokic, them Twitter clips of them passes, Jokic be making It's like he's just bored and just finding new ways to do this.
1: Wizardry. It's like, (laughs) look, I won't say that Jason Kidd is like the most ish type. Jason would give you the move to the left, the move to the right, all in midair, and then throw some ridiculous bounce pass somewhere that he wasn't even looking. That feels like that Jokic. Yes. (laughs) That feels like Jokic is literally looking at the coach and then throwing it to the baseline. Those are two <laughs> diametrically opposed positions. Y'all don't get it. And maybe it doesn't help that Jokic doesn't promote himself and the Nuggets don't promote him. So you don't see him and we don't see him on, you know, on air all the time. So we don't really get a chance to fully appreciate it. But if you can you imagine defending like Will Barton and Barton is cutting baseline. And you see Jokic at the top of the key, but he's looking in the stands. And all of a sudden, you just see this bounce pass just come right by your fingertips, and he laying it up. And the coach looking at you, saying, "Hey, man, watch your man. Hey, man, watch your man. Leave me. <laughs> you know, did you see that?
0: Hold on, hold on, brother. I have 47." <laughs> If you haven't seen this, Jabal Murray tells this story about Jokic, where he said Jokic is getting guarded by Rudy Gobert, and he's got like 47 points, and he's got his back to Gobert, and he says somebody's coming on like a little half double, and Rudy's like, no, I got him, I got him, I got him, I got him, and he said Jokic just looked at him, like in the midst of having the ball, leans his back to him and says, brother, I have 47. You sure you wouldn't like a little assistance? And, uh getting the job done. And by the way, they're good this year. Like the talk about Jokic can't be MVP. Nah, Jokic is the MVP again. And there is, to me, especially considering the down Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. they're down Michael Porter, they're fifth in the West. What else are we really talking about here while also still putting up These crazy numbers. And my buddy Nick, I love Nick right to death, you know this, but he's embarrassing himself with this Jokic thing. I don't know why he insists upon embarrassing himself. White dudes get weird about white dudes playing basketball. It's the craziest thing. Like, there's the ones that prop him up too much. And then, you know, some crab in a barrel. I don't really get it. It's not just the computer saying Jokic is good. The regular old stats. Like, the dudes out here, like, I don't even know exactly what it is now, but it's like 26, 13, and 8.
1: He's top 10. In all of the major categories, Bo, nobody else is doing that. Top 10 in scoring, top 10 in rebounding, top 10 in assists. And as a voter, and I've said this on this podcast before, I've said this anywhere else, my Mendoza line is 50 wins. Because since playoff expansion, which is 84, only one player has gotten the MVP in his team to not have the equivalent of 50 wins even in a lockout year. That was Russell Westbrook Westbrook in 2017. But hardly anybody's getting 50 wins this year. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's Phoenix, it's Memphis, it's Golden State, it's Miami. Those are the four teams with 50 wins right now. I can't say that there's an MVP candidate on either of those teams by that rigid criteria. Now, at this moment, I think Denver is 47 and 33, so they can win 49 games. They can push right up on it. I'll make an exception.
0: But the thing is, who else? Like, who of the teams that's in the 50-game zone are we really talking about, right? Like, I guess we could talk about Giannis. they going to win 50, right? That's the only guy I look at over there where I'm like, okay, maybe that's the dude that we go with. Nah, man. You can't put up the numbers Jokic is putting up and carry a team in the way that he is carrying that team, which is, like, not dissimilar to Cleveland LeBron James right now.
1: The only caveat I would say is usually MVP comes from a team that you think has a reasonable shot at winning it all. Reasonable shot at winning it all, regardless of wins. That's a yeah. point that our, our buddy Miles Brown has made plenty of times. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. My thing other than MVP is this. And this may be really, really foolish of me, but I don't want to be made a fool out of because you wet yourself during the playoffs. Yeah. If the margins are thin, Right. And it's like, okay, which guy is going to lift his game? Which guy has more room, more, I'm say more room to grow, but which guy is more likely to maintain or exceed this level of play for his team? That's how you prevent Carmelon from winning MVP twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't care what the numbers say, Karl Malone won MVP in 97 or 99. Like, I think people were just bored. Or they couldn't find somebody in 99 to win.
0: Well, Jackie McMullen won him that 97 MVP. Yeah, with that Sports Illustrated,
1: that bogus Sports Illustrated article where he was talking around like he's Susan Lucci, never winning a soap opera award, I'll never win MVP. You just won MVP, fool. And then you wet yourself in the finals. How dare
0: you? You ain't Carmelo so much.
1: Dude, you pick on dudes. You pick on dudes who can't fight back because you 6'9", 255, right? You elbow the Mark Prices and the Isaiah Thomas's of the world. David Robbins of the world, who you know ain't going to fight back. And then when it comes time in the clutch for you to be a big dog, you missing free throws. You letting Dennis Rodman punk you. You letting Scottie Pippen punk you at the line. <laughs> Scottie Pippen ain't nobody's bully, but he punking you at the line. Michael Jordan ain't even got to say nothing. It's light work. <laughs> That's real talk, though. I hate (laughs) Carbalone.
0: Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. But on the MVP stuff though, right? No, I don't think these Nuggets have a realistic chance of winning the West. But how many teams have a realistic chance of winning the West this year? Because it looks like Phoenix going to walk.
1: No, I won't say what they walk. I'll give you a team that I think could give them real, real, real trouble in the playoff series. Dallas.
0: All right, say more, say more.
1: Okay, now, when I think of Dallas, I think of a team that's got one really great score, really great player, and a bunch of dudes who are going to make the game ugly. And in the playoff series... We're going to make it real ugly. And I'm not taking anything away from Phoenix. I love Phoenix. Like, I spent a few days down there with them. I think they've been under-talked about. But I don't think they're going to walk through. And if Luka can get you a game, like, you know my theory, best player in the series gets you a game, right? So Luka's going to get you a game. What if your defense gets you two? The same way we're going to talk about Boston, the same way we should be talking about Dallas right now. That defense is hellacious. They found someone within Whitty as a secondary option. They got a bunch of nasty, rugged dudes that I think the Western Conference playoffs are going to look a lot like the Eastern Conference playoffs used to be, where you got a bunch of nasty teams beating up on each other, and it ain't looking pretty.
0: Yeah, so but my thing on the other side is I think that we need to give credit to Phoenix that we normally give to teams in their position, which is these dudes just went to the finals last year right? Yep. Like there's something extra that comes from that. And I think like we're going to see that I think from the Bucks once the playoffs really get going. It's just like, yo, those are the champs, yep. you know? And you know who we saw it with when I really was just like, oh, okay, this really is a thing. It was those bubble Raptors. Mm. With Even without Kawhi Leonard, you watch them and you were like, Oh, those are champions. Now, the Suns, I understand, not champions. You know, so that's a little different. But I think you also feel where I'm coming from. Like, it wasn't like they fluked their way to the finals. They won their way to the finals. And, by the way, played pretty damn well in the finals. Giannis just decided that, you know, I called game before, you know, before it started. It was like, no, I'm going to make every free throw tonight.
1: Dude, I say this with all affection. They got beat in the finals. They didn't give it away. They had not just a two-game lead. They had a pretty decent shot in Game 3 of winning that. You know what I mean? And then Game 4 happens where Giannis puts on the greatest defensive play in the history of the NBA Finals. And then Game 6 where Giannis produces arguably the greatest closeout game in the history of the Finals. Yeah. It took a Herculean effort to beat the Phoenix Suns, right? And then they came back and they were like, we're going to be more honorary. We're better. We're still really young. And I don't know where you are on this Devin Booker conversation. But I feel like there's a maturity there with Book where it's not that it was ever just numbers for him. But there's a sense of like pace and timing where he knows, oh, we're up five. Oh, no, we're about to be up 11 now.
0: Yeah. So me and the Booker conversation, the Phoenix people get mad at me because I sent a tweet last year. I said it and I meant it at the time. That was he's a really good player. He's an all star but I question whether he's like a game changer in the way that I questioned that about Bradley Beal. Right. Like, what do you do? Get buckets. What else? What you mean? You know what I mean? Like those guys, I'm kind of no matter how good you are at getting buckets, like my primary thing is getting buckets. I'm apprehensive about while also recognizing the value of having a dude that, hey, man, we need a bucket right now he can go get it for us. Like it's something that doesn't play itself out nearly as much over 82 games as it does play itself out over seven, right? But as he's gotten more mature, and I think also having him with a Chris Paul when Chris has been healthy enough to play kind of puts a regulator and a governor on that. But like I wasn't as excited about the idea that he could score 60 points in a game as other people were, especially when they lost that game. You know what I mean? Like, and that wasn't his fault. It wasn't like you're losing because you had Devin Booker, but they weren't winning because they had Devin Booker.
1: I think he's a different player this year in last year.
0: Yeah, that's what i say. But what it looks like now, you know, in the bit that I've watched them play, well, this is a different animal. Like, this is a more mature player, and it's a more mature team and a really well-coached team. And shout-out to you, DeAndre Ayton, for still playing, because I'd be out there salty all the time if I was you too. But – I just don't think anybody in the West is going to have it for Phoenix. Like, I, I think Golden State, I guess we'll see when Steph comes back. But, man, the margins in the league of thin. This is the same core from seven years ago. I just think time's up. Like, not that they're not good, not that they can't win a lot of games. But if you ask me, I think that time is up.
1: I think with a team like Golden State, and I said this to someone from the Warriors yesterday, I said you win games by just walking in the building. Like, you take something away from a team just by walking in the building and mentally taking something away from them. I don't know if that exists anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see Kevin Durant over there. You see Andrew Wiggins. You know what I mean? You still see Steph Curry. You still see Draymond. But it's a little different. These windows don't last forever. These windows don't last long. And that window was pretty damn long to begin with. You know what I mean? A team that I think I would be a little more worried about, Bo, would be Memphis. Just because they beat you and they beat you up. And they don't care about your pedigree. Now, granted, that's a matchup that wouldn't happen to the conference finals if it got that far. But, and I'm a little more concerned about John Morant than people are kind of letting on. That guy that jumps high and jumps and flies and everything else has a knee issue right now. Hadn't played in two weeks. Uh, Why aren't we asking questions? Because like we haven't seen these movies before. But assuming he comes back and plays and you got this pack of rabbit dogs. Yeah, I think we're going to have something to say in the Western Conference playoffs. I still think Phoenix gets there. I think... If Phoenix plays anybody but Milwaukee, they might be the
0: champs. Let me tell you this, though, about uh, like the idea of a Phoenix-Memphis series. Ja Morant is going to want to kill Chris Paul by game four. It is going to be Chris Paul, who is at once an old man and an annoying little brother. He is going to be doing everything like that to Ja Morant in that game he ain't gonna go like as far as Dennis Rodman and like grab his booty or nothing like that you know what I'm saying but he gonna be out there messing with like that's what I see and if the opportunity for a low bridge arises, you know Chris Paul ain't gonna pass it up like can you imagine the desperation that Chris Paul would have if they wound up down 3-2 to Memphis Can you imagine all the things that he would do?
1: Chris Paul would call Adam Silver and have that man suspended. That's what that would be. Chris Paul would be on the bat phone. Can you imagine, like you said, Chris Paul running around trying to chase John Morant? Who else going to guard him? No, Chris, you got to guard him. We got our hands full over here. Next thing you know, he going to look at that Grayson Allen book of, you know, uh, book of raps. (laughs) Trip. My bad. I thought you were somebody else. (laughs) that's what that's what that's gonna be it ain't gonna be the the hard foul it's gonna be the oh my bad i didn't know that was your wrist
0: (laughs) yes yes (laughs) we're joking people nah calm down calm even if we wasn't joking man chris paul i ain't trying to hear no see no capes about that one he a good dude in real life you know what i'm saying and that's what matters i guess right we were talking before we got on here about the Celtics. And I just looked up one day and I was like, wait, are they the best team in the East? Like, if you don't care, if, and I am a person who does care about like point differential, like the aggregate point differential for the season. They are by far the best in the East on point differential. Jason Tatum is leading the league in defensive wind shares. Like, I was always pretty high on Brad Stevens, but I did think he had capped out what he could do with that team. And they went out there and they upgraded.
1: Yes. And I think... It sounds stereotypical, but Eme Doka was willing to have the conversations that Brad Stevens could not, that Brad Stevens could not go in there and tell them, hey, Tatum and Brown, y'all got to pass the ball more. You got to involve guys. And he would say it not only to them, but he would also say it publicly. Brad Stevens wasn't doing that. Brad Stevens would go and protect his guys. He would, you know, the wolves are circling or whatever. He's going to say, no, you guys are wrong. You know, it's a little different thing. No, no, no. Ime Udoku was saying that from the jump. He said that in the opening press conference when he sat next to his boss and said, hey, you guys were a pretty selfish team last year. Who's the coach? The guy who hired me. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it takes some balls to say that walking into the door and to know that you are coaching a team that has some pretty headstrong dudes and it wasn't easy early from what i've understood and seen tatum and brown did not take the ema udoka very early very you know what i mean and it took some growing but bo i'll give you this their last 10 wins you want to guess their margin of victory in their last 10 wins 22.1 points a game wow Yep. and so with that said they're tied for second in the east with philly and Milwaukee, I think they all got forty-nine wins. Would you not like to see Bomani a Boston-Brooklyn first-round series? Would I interest you in that? Could I? Could I? Could I sell that to you,
0: dude? Let me tell you, whoever Brooklyn plays in the first round is gonna be a wild situation, man. So Brooklyn is gonna be in that seven-eight play-in game, and so the way it works is the winner of the seven-eight playoff game gets the seven seed. Yep, the loser goes and plays. The loser of the 9 10 playoff game and the winner of that game gets the eight seed. The winner of the 9 10 game, yeah. Well, yeah, winner of the 9 10 plays the loser of the 7 8. Right. Got it. Okay. So if Brooklyn gets that, like where Brooklyn goes greatly affects the dynamics of the whole, whole, whole postseason. But Vinny, are we still looking at the 7 8 game being held in Toronto?
1: No, 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 because Toronto's six now, which means whoever is the three be it your Philly or your Boston. Boston. That means they have to go to Toronto in a seven-game series, and we have questions about who is eligible to play.
0: Yes, for those of you who do not know, you can't go to Canada if you're not vaccinated. So the big thing with Kyrie and the play-in game with the Nets was that if they had to go to Toronto to win that game, Kyrie couldn't go questions about exactly how many Boston Celtics are vaccinated and so if they wind up in a situation where they have to play against Toronto and by the way you can't just go get a jab and they jump on a plane you got to have weak and if you don't have no jabs you got to go through the whole dose program unless you get the Johnson and Johnson and Vinny I don't know if they even still making that like I feel like them Johnson and Johnson containers got to be dusty as hell
1: (laughs) they ran out they look look, at, at this point if you ask him for one and you're not asking for a boost and you asking for just one, hey, can I can I get let's like can I get one crack, please? Like you are literally <laughs> sending off a signal to yourself, hey, I am only doing this because I got
0: to, right? Let me tell you this. You go get the 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 Johnson and Johnson. When you get finished, they should give you like a can of tab or something else they don't make anymore. <laughs> right? Like, how would you like a RC Cola, son? <laughs> Take this with some
1: castor oil.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like when's the last time you just saw somebody unpeel a baby roof, right? You out here chewing that big red gum. Like, 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 oh you it doesn't cost a quarter no more. Like, that's that that's exactly the Johnson and Johnson. Like, you gonna get the Johnson and Johnson and be shocked how much it costs now. Like, when I was a kid, used baby get a soda for fifty cents.
1: <laughs> quarter bag of chips. Nah, bro. You gotta get this job. Why you getting this Johnson and Johnson? You know this ain't really effective against this OmniCron stuff. Hey man, just give me that Johnson and Johnson, bro. I don't got time to be explaining this to you.
0: (laughs) If you gonna get the Johnson and Johnson. I don't blame you if your options are get the Johnson & Johnson or get a bogus card. I am not nearly as mad at you about getting the bogus card if those are the two options that you presented with. Like, if they say that's the only two things you could do, which would be the case in this circumstance, I get it if you go get a fake card.
1: Hey, imagine if you with the Mounties and you, you know, you're going through that whole TSA process and you are Boston Celtics player X or Philly player Y. Yes. How many bricks are you sh- between now and then? Like, here's here's my, here's my card, sir. Here, here, here you go. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Such and Such. (laughs) You're not getting in with this. Nah, nah. I I read websites. (laughs) You're not allowed.
0: (laughs) P H I Z E R. No, no, no. You're not you're not coming through. (laughs) Say happening. Just just to just to let you know. A
1: D-E-R-N-O. Moderna, Moderna, (laughs) Moderna.
0: Yeah, no. This ain't happening. This ain't happening. Uh I guess we get one last uh, basketball thing in here before we wrap this party up. Can we get Anthony Edwards in the playoffs? Like, can we just make sure it happens? I just want four games of Anthony Edwards in front of America. I don't care how it ends. Dude, that is going to be excellent.
1: Like, we think of the Minnesota Timberwolves as Carl Towns. You know what I mean? Most of us think, you know, most of us, most, I'm going say casual fans. Most fans think of Minnesota. But that dude is going to have so much fun. He's going to dunk on someone, right? He's going to dunk on someone good. Like, imagine him meeting DeAndre Ayton at the rim just because, and then dunking yeah. him and taking all the air out of the uh, footprint center or whatever they call it in Phoenix, and we just get a game. Like, we just get an Anthony Edwards 35-point game in the playoffs, and then we get podium. We get Anthony Edwards on the podium. I don't care if it's on NBA TV as opposed to ESPN. It's on the podium with them earrings, that chain. Yes.
0: Hold up, though. This is Dog dog me. If we also got that, that would also mean that we got Carl Towns and DeAndre Ayton, and you better show up, Carl. I realize I'm farther down on Carl than a lot of you guys are, but it's show and prove time, Carl. Carl, go out there and bang with Ayton. Maybe I'll see something different, because the last time I saw him in the playoffs, I just remember chucking the boys coming into halftime, just like, look at this dude get pushed around.
1: Well, would you rather have Carl Towns against DeAndre Ayton or Carl Towns against the Memphis Grizzlies? woo now, Anthony Evans would be like, hey, this is my type of party. Carl yes. would be like, can, can we do this
0: over, please? Well, here's the problem. It would be Anthony ever type of party, but it would also be somebody like, hey, man, don't be wearing them chains outside, though.
1: Hey, did you call Zebo and get clearance to, before you came to Memphis? I
0: ain't trying to humble y'all, you know what I'm saying? I just like my chain, man. That's all it is. But, man, that's Vinny Goodwill. Check him out, Yahoo Sports. Check him out, NBA TV. Tell him about what you got going with Sirius.
1: Doing some hosting. Sirius NBA, XM, you know. Doing some hosting there, got some other stuff in the hopper bowl. I'm gonna go, you know, keep that, gonna keep that going. So yeah, I'm as busy as you. Game theory Sunday nights.
0: Shout out. There we go. Appreciate it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the right time. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. We do this three times a week. Gabe Bassane and Adi Khan handling things behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember. Follow The Right Time. Rate us. Review us. Give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on
1: the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: The Right Time
1: with Bomani Jones.